Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the very galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars. I apologize, as I sometimes have to do, for taking last week off. Uh, just the way it worked out, I needed to go record Force Center with Joseph Scrimshaw. And it took away from my time recording Spotlight Star Wars. That's sometimes how it works in the big city, kids. But here we are, I'm recording now. We're back, episode 60 of Spotlight Star Wars. Last week on Force Center, this past Tuesday, got to recount my experiences at the John Williams concert. And the last Spotlight Star Wars, episode 59, was recorded, admittedly quite hastily, right before I was heading out the door to meet up with Mark Ellis, Christian Harloff, Mark Riley. Cobster, 
and uh, the gang. Schmoes know to go see John Williams at the Hollywood Bowl. So, uh, number one, I also feel I should ball. It was a hasty episode. I put it together. So we got some good stuff about Max Rebo, whether or not he'd be alive or dead. Did he survive Jabba's sail barge? But I was heading out the door. But I wanted to get an episode for you out. And I don't know, maybe sometimes I should just shut my mouth and not worry about recording an episode when I don't have proper time. But we do have time tonight. And there is some stuff I want to get into. I had a meeting this week at work. I can't talk about it. But it was a great meeting. Well, let's just say someone who's a, a voice performer in the Star Wars universe. That's all I can tell you. But it's a great meeting. But in the meeting, some stuff came up about George Lucas. And I'm not getting It's off the record stuff. But the, it was a positive conversation about George. From someone who's met George. From someone who's sat next to George. And it really... It got me thinking on two trains of thought this week. We've done the talks. We've talked about defending George. Talk about how George is a creator. And yeah, maybe the prequels weren't as perfect as we wanted them to be. But we here at Force Center uh, choose to see a lot of things in a positive light. And that's where I spun off. Because hearing these stories about George being a, just a, a decent human being, really, who encourages creativity, who actually had fun with Star Wars who loved, actually kind of liked that Star Wars and people were, were making fun of Star Wars, was behind Robot Chicken, behind those guys, behind Seth MacFarlane kind of making fun of it. To, to know that about George softens some of the, wants, makes me want to soften some of the criticism that maybe even I've had in the past of him. And then when you realize how much his, his hands and his mind were on Clone Wars, a series that, in general, every Star Wars fan who's seen it loves. I've, I've met a few who aren't totally into Clone Wars. And again, there's some Frog Officer episodes and some Jar Jar episodes, and I still don't know why there's a shark villain. But for the most part, Clone Wars did something amazing. It, it filled the gap between the two movies. It brought depth to characters Obi-Wan, Anakin, Padme, Jar Jar, kidding, eh, maybe even not. And it helped bridge the gap between clones and Sith in a great fashion, and it's definitely part of the Star Wars story, and even though Disney swept it out, um, it was important, and I think it's a great thing that they kept the Clone Wars canon, and to know that a lot of that came from George, you can't, to me, you can't overlook that. And all that, that got me, the, the being positive about George and how that's our focus here, got me thinking about our new show that we just launched. It's self-advertisement, right? Yeah. Check it out. It was released um, uh, Friday here, uh, the November, uh, September, November already, it is almost November, September 16th here in the Force Center. It's Star Wars Counseling. It's a live version that Joseph Scrimshaw uh, hosted at DragonCon, and it's going to be maybe about a, you know, about a monthly series here or so on Force Center that we're starting and uh, again, Star Wars counseling concept's pretty simple, which is why it is so genius in the the way we uh, Scrimshaw's doing it. Is is uh, you got a Star Wars issue? Joseph's going to counsel you through. And the reason is, and I'm talking up Joseph. I'm kissing his Star Wars butt because he deserves it. He is so good at at hearing what your problems are, not discounting them, not trying to argue with you, not trying to um actually, not trying to nerd explain. He hears what you're saying. He recognizes it. He puts it into some context. He puts it into. Uh, he sees your point of view, but he also then pushes you to go into a calm, 
common sense, and more importantly, positive attitude. That's what we like to do here at Force Center. It's what we like to do over at Jedi Alliance, which they still do, celebrating the greatest saga ever told. Um, it is a celebration. And Star Wars Counseling is doing that, and I like that it sets the tone for that. And it, and it same thing, so that stuff's rolling, and we got Star Wars Counseling, which I hope you guys enjoyed. And I, and I hear positive stories from George Lucas from someone who knew, who knows George Lucas, who has worked with George Lucas on Star Wars. And to hear them say that George loved to poke fun at his own creation and didn't mind if you did, he just wanted to have knowledge of it or, or say it or, or just sign off on, hey, this is, this is coming from a good point of view as a fan. As Joseph himself says, we as Star Wars fans agree there's one great film, one really good film, three... Average films with great moments that we all attach to and love, and now a seventh film that maybe has the same thing, you know? There's great things in Force Awakens. There's some okay things in Force Awakens, but we all agree that it's kind of awesome, and it's kind of ludicrous, and it's kind of ridiculous, and then it's also kind of genius and amazing and important and has merit. And I just want to say to you, the fans, as we talk about, uh, as, as, as this is an ongoing conversation, Spotlight Star Wars, that I urge you to continue and keep in that celebratory fashion and remember why we're here. Because I see it so many other areas of fandom, whether I work with schmoes, I work with screen junkies, any other things I've done. You see it now. You see the vitriol. You see the anger. You see this violent attachment almost to, to properties. And how dare a creator do this? And how dare you as a fan not like this? And I, this week at work, I was walking around the hallways and I heard someone say, Oh, God, Force Awakens came up on uh, Stars the other day, or Stars has it now. That is such a bad movie. It's like the fourth time I've seen it, and it's just, it gets worse with every viewing. And I wanted to jump into that office. I wanted to jump in, roll up my sleeves, and start fan fighting. Because I love Force Awakens. I love everything about it. I'm okay that they repeat some tropes. I'm okay that they repeat some moments. And I wasn't necessarily at first, but I now see why, and I now see its place. And I love Ray. Finn, Poe, BB-8, Kylo Ren. I love old Han. I love old Leia. I love old Chewie. I even love old prissy C-3PO. And I certainly like old Jedi Beard Luke. There's so much I love about that movie. So much that moved me. So much that I connected to as a Star Wars fan. I wanted to jump into that room and just jump down their throats. And I realized that, that no, I can't be that person. And that's, to me, not what Star Wars is about. If that person who I was overhearing doesn't like The Force Awakens, so be it, Jedi. I gotta let it go. I want to get back to the positive celebration of Star Wars. I want to get back to the point where you realize George did some crazy things, but it is George and his creation that brings us all here. And what I what I loved about listening to the first episode of Star Wars Counseling, because I listened to it as well as a fan, is to hear fans 
we take this so seriously as we should. That's certainly not my point to change that. We take this so seriously that uh, uh, to hear these fans come out of because the panel uh, at Dragon Con that Joseph had had their own concerns, and, and sometimes we can play it off as humor, and sometimes it's serious, and and, and they was, both were on, on display with the panel. But the fans came up with these great questions, and only one of them, Jar Jar, to my surprise, and they're serious questions and borderline grumpy questions at times. They're borderline angry fans. But what I did like is they, they played along, sure, but it it is like this purging that we as Star Wars fans can come together and be like, look, man, and this is for me speaking, Cadnapsack, I don't like those damn whale ships in the Darth Vader comic. I can't stand the whale ships. I, uh... I want to bring that to Joseph's attention. Maybe I'll stump him, but I also want to accept it. And to hear the fans on Star Wars Counseling at Live at DragonCon be willing to kind of press the pause button on their frustrations and their angers and just realize that we're here to enjoy something fun, something amazing, something that we can allow to seep into our souls and have fun with them. Looking around my room now, I joke I could be buried in Star Wars toys. What is it about Star Wars that brings us here today? Why are you listening to me, some weird 40-year-old in his room in his home studio, rambling about how much he loves Star Wars? Why are you listening to me? It's because you probably feel the same way. There's something about this epic. The laser swords, the capes, the weird faux British accents even by the British people. We, We love Star Wars, don't we? There's something big about it, and I'm just so happy that we have it. And when I when I cried those tears at the John Williams concert, and if you haven't heard on Four Center, like I said, this past Tuesday, got to explain it to Joseph, got to get emotional all again, really. But the reason I did that, that I was watching, it really struck me during initially during the Force Awakens period. And again, you know, if you force me to put on my critical hat, I might give that movie on a on a bad day, I might give that movie a B plus. Most of the days I'm gonna say A minus. Some some of you might say, nah, it's C plus, B minus. Again, fine. But I can get critical about The Force Awakens. Even now. I've seen it 12, 13 times. I can I can understand it. When I hear someone like Max Landis, the director and writer, who I've been in the room with, I've been on shows with Max. Talking about Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, a movie he is frustrated with. And when I hear the stuff he says about Rey, he actually says it. And again, this is from, from me, who's been in a room with this human, not someone on Twitter. Not just re- interacting from a distance. I've been in a room with him. His critiques of Rey are actually, to some level, very valid. And they're brought up, and they're and they're from a point of love, really. Because he wanted so much for it from that movie and he didn't feel he get it, and that's fine. But I got something from that movie. But to watch John Williams go into The the Force Awakens, the Jedi steps in the finale, and to hear it and to see the images. It was one of the only times in the concert that the images were, were being played while the music was going. I realized how great I think Force Awakens is, and I love that I've let that come in, and if you're one of those people that hates Force Awakens, it's God bless you. May the Force be with you, always. I hope maybe you can eventually find that part of your heart to 
stuff that movie in because I think it's worthy of it. And as I as I was, my eyes were welling up, and I started to become uh, emotional because of the Force Awakens. It also wasn't just about the movie. It wasn't like I was like, oh, Finn, Ray, Poe, tears. It was because I'm so happy that this has continued. If Star Wars was only three movies, this would still be going. There's a good chance I'd still be talking about it into a microphone. But then other things were added. It expanded universe at some point, even though I wasn't a giant fan of it, but that's there. Old comics, that's there. The toys, the collectibles, that's there. But then the prequels come along. And I'm not going to deny my disappointment at the time, my disappointment years later, and even some of my disappointments now. But the reason I'm happy that I've reached a point where I can open open up my heart to even the prequels, because that means I have three more movies to be affected by. To enjoy, to find moments to like. And I'll criticize them some days too. I'll watch them again sometimes. And there's days I'm like, oh, that scene could have been so much better if. That would have worked if rather. Why did they do that? All that stuff's there. But then there's those moments when I'm watching Anakin and Padme across in different buildings and chorus and illuminations is playing. When I'm hearing Darth... Sidious talk about Darth Plagueis the Wise. I get moved by those moments. Darth Maul is cool. The pod race is kind of fun. It's kind of silly. Yeah, it's got some stupid stuff, but it's kind of cool. Even Attack of the Clones, what with its stories about sand, has some moments, man. There's some stuff in those battles on Geonosis that are just damn cool. They're Star Wars. They're the Star Wars I loved on the recess playground as a kid. So I love that. And I love the Clone Wars came. I like I like that Rebels came, even though it's sometimes not my favorite. Yep, Chopper the Fart Bud and the Puffer Picks. But it's getting better. And it's there. And it's got more for me. Kanan, I love Kanan. I love Hera. I love Sabine. And even some days I like Chopper. But now you have that, and now then Force Awakens comes along, and the books come along, but Force Awakens is there, so I'm watching John Williams play the music from Force Awakens, and I'm watching the imagery, and I started to become overwhelmed with emotion because I'm like, it is still going, and there's more things for me to enjoy as a fan. There's more things to be moved from. I think Rogue One's going to be great, but even if it's average, there's already things in it that I like. Force Force Awakens now will be followed by episode 8 as we know, and that's going to keep this going. And I'm so happy, and that's why I cried those tears at first. But then the tears started to come harder. May have even sobbed for a second. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? 
and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. During uh, the stuff uh, that he was playing uh, from Empire and Star Wars, and he, and he played Leia's theme, which was a love theme. And he told the funny stories. They said on Force Center about, hey, he didn't know Luke and Leia were brother and sister at the time. And he kind of wrote a sexy little love theme for Princess Leia. But to hear it and to have it connect. As I said on Force Center again, it's that thing that they showed in the first Force Awakens trailer. And the music kind of connected. And I started crying because then as I was looking forward with Force Awakens and what's to come. And so glad this is c- continuing to grow as a franchise with the Leia music and the, and the, and the asteroid uh, a scene from Empire that he played that music. I was looking back on what it meant, what Star Wars meant to me as a kid to have this story and this epic to cozy up into, to get me through tough times as a kid, to connect me to other people when all we had was Star Wars and then that's how we became friends. To look across at strangers as I sat in the Hollywood Bowl and turned around and talked to like a five-year-old and a three-year-old about Star Wars where their parents sat there smiling and we, complete strangers, bonded over a conversation about our favorite colored lightsabers. That's when I love it. 
And that's when I started really crying because I was look, listening to this music and looking back at a lifetime of being a fan and a lifetime of letting myself, when the rare times I'll give kudos to myself, let myself to be driven by joy and celebration for this thing. And I'll nitpick and I'll make fun of my whale ships, but I refuse to let it overwhelm my fandom in this and any other thing. I used to write... Uh, pro wrestling columns for a, a website online. A little bit of a dirt sheet writer I was for a while. And it didn't work out. I was kind of ignored and kind of eventually asked to, to step aside because the column that I'd write every week, I'd write from a point of joy and celebration of professional wrestling, which is this crazy, wonderful business that I've been in and worked in and it just have loved as a kid, and it's ridiculous and stupid, and that's the number one thing we all love about it. It's ridiculous, it's stupid, and it's big and giant and fun. And there's things I criticize, there's things I don't like, there's wrestlers I don't like, there's storylines I don't connect with. There's times I'm bored by it. But I chose not to focus on that in my writing. I chose to, to celebrate each week what I loved about professional wrestling, and, and it didn't seem to jive with some of the fans. It didn't seem to jive with the website. I was asked to step aside. More traction about being critical about fandoms. I don't like that. I'm glad me, you, here, and the Force Center podcast family, we can all come together and celebrate it. I don't know if any of that made sense. I apologize if it didn't. But I wanted to talk about that. I want to talk about it again. God bless George Lucas, the creator. And I'm so glad Star Wars Council is here so we can all work past some of our little hang-ups about this wonderful thing. Get to appreciate it even more. Now, I'm fortunate enough to have Joseph Scrimshaw as a friend, but also a broadcast partner with such a great way of looking at the Star Wars universe. I hope you guys, too, please tell me, you can use hashtag ForceCenter or hashtag SpotlightStarWars, if you got to enjoy uh, Star Wars Counseling and what you think about it, and then start coming up with your grievances. I asked a little while ago on uh, the last episode, I believe, to use, uh, you guys use uh, hashtag SpotlightStarWars to tell me some of your little uh, favorite music cues from Star Wars. Sam Demand at your fave friend us. This is his favorite little music cue from The Force Awakens is when Finn gets chased by Ray through Nemo Outpost. I like that. Bronson Adams, my favorite song moment is when Luke is looking at twin sons at sunset and the music swells and gives me goosebumps. God, that's the best. Is that not the best? That's one of the best moments, Bronson. It's iconic for a reason. You guys can still check in with that. Please do. On uh, that hashtag, a couple questions I wanted to talk about today as we close. Our good friend Dave Donovan at David75Donovan uh, showed uh, a picture of Constable Zuvio. The much maligned Constable Zuvio. But now that I think about it, maybe maligned's not the right word. There seems to be, first there was a great curiosity of what is this figure? What is this character? Can't wait to see him in the movie. Oh, wait, he's not in the movie. Though if you freeze frame him, I guess at one point in the email post chase, he's there. Dave includes a picture that's kind of the more famous picture of Constable Zuvio. It's, uh, he's got the mask, his eyes are big and glaring, and he's kind of got that tilted look. He's like, he's like staring you down. 
Uh, Dave asks, he says, based on skin color, could this be Constable Zuvio, who's holding Ray's hand in the Force Vision? And uh, we've talked about the Force Vision in other areas, other shows, but it's a good time, and Dave brought it up. Um, I, I believe and I accept that the alien holding Ray's hand is Unkar Plot. It sounds like him. Sounds like the voice that Simon Pegg's doing in the hand on closer inspection. It is. Um, I thought, for weird reasons, I thought Zuvio might be in the uh, other part of the Force vision when Kylo Ren kills somebody. When you see him put that lightsaber through the back of someone. Because in, in quick view in the shadow, uh, the hat of Zuvio seemed to match the hat in that vision. Um uh, but David, it's a great question. I, again, I think the answer is pretty much Unkar plot. But then it just raises questions. It's like Dave had an unintentional second question here: is what is what is Unkar's relationship with Ray? I really want that explored and other things. I know, uh, you know, in some of the stuff, some of the other before the awakening, you get a little bit more with plot and Ray and how uh, you know the relationship was was. Uh, Beyond, but there's something that I, I, don't, I don't need a book about it or something. I just would like to know a little bit more about his his involvement. And if if someone someone I should say not if someone did drop Ray off on Jakku, and um, they they couldn't have just randomly said, "Hey, strange alien, blubbery alien, take the kid." I can't imagine Unkar Plot just. Uh, some random figure. So what does he factor in? Where does he factor in? Great picture, Dave. I'm glad you found that. It got me thinking. It wasn't your direct question, but it got me thinking. Patrick Barman checking in at P underscore Barman, him of the Imperial Podcast. You can check that out as well. Uh, he asked, do you think we'll see any bounty hunters in the new trilogy, 7, 8, and 9? Uh, it made me think for a second. I was like, well, wait, did we not get any? Yeah, we didn't get any straight-up bounty hunters in 7. Kanja Club, Guavian Death Squad, uh, you know, bounty hunter-like, but more just gang-like. Close. I think, though, bounty hunters are such a staple in Star Wars it would seem like a lost opportunity if there wasn't one at some point. Uh, maybe if Phasma's still alive and is looking for Finn, maybe she seeks something out. Um, if they're uh, trying to, uh, you know, take out Poe and there's some something goes on, you know, I could see a bounty hunter coming into place. But as it stands right now, Patrick, to be honest, I don't know if they would fit into where we are headed with the new trilogy. You know, even in my own example there, Phasma, I don't know if she'd need the help of a bounty hunter. She'd go do it herself, and I'd want to see that character go after Finn herself. I hope we get that confrontation. I hope we get, I know a lot of people, I hope we get a lot more from Phasma. It was covered on Star Wars Counseling. Um, so as it stands right now, I don't know. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like it would work. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong. You guys can tell me there. How pitch me. Use hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. To help me and Patrick out, though, Patrick, I want to hear your idea. Um, pitch me how a bounty hunter or bounty hunters could factor into the new trilogy. I'm curious to see what you think. Just for some reason, there's something about the way it's looking now where I'm like, I don't know if it would, I don't know if it would fit. But that's that's a shame. I bet we're going to get some in Rogue One, I'm pretty sure. Uh, 
definitely you're thinking it's a bounty hunters in the young Han Solo movie. That would make perfect sense. And then, hey, if the third standalone film is Boba Fett, we definitely got ourselves a bounty hunter. But I don't know. Guys, that's it for this week. I want you to uh, I want to thank you for letting me uh, share in the joy. Sometimes we do that. Sometimes, you know, you want me to just to specifically talk about why wings or plot details or what I think about this, what I think about that. And uh, some days, uh, you know, I just want to... I just want to share the joy and recognize the joy and be happy about this wonderful Star Wars universe. Uh, as always, subscribe to uh, us on iTunes. Rate and review. We've been doing the push on the main show about rating and reviewing because it does help us. And it's a key time as we try to grow this network. Uh, we're on Podomatic. We're on Stitcher as well right now. Like our Facebook page. Um, follow us on Twitter, Twitter at Force Center Pod. And I can say this. We will have a presence on YouTube, all right? Uh, it will not be a giant present at the presence at this point. Uh, you're not going to see video shows. We're not going to go live yet. Anything's like anything like that. But we will have a lot of you do ask, uh, why don't we release the shows on YouTube? And I'll give you the honest number one answer: time, time. Uh, to manage a YouTube channel to a, a certain level of uh, a degree of, of, of success and professionalism, it takes time that we currently don't have. Uh, I have my full-time gig of Screen Junkie. Scrimshaw is a traveling, uh, hard-working comic and writer. Jennifer Landa is an actress. Uh, you've not, if you've seen her in that Tucker commercial, we're going to get more information on that in an upcoming Force Center, but... Um, she's an actress, and she's a wife and mother. Not that uh, those keep her from doing her work, but those take a lot of hours. Those two things there, huh? So we're going to have a YouTube page. It's going to be uh, some programming will be available there. Star Wars Ranked will be the first thing to really hit there. Um, so uh, that's going to be there. Just want to give you guys that little hint and little tip. And uh, you tell me. Tell us. Do you... Do you want us on YouTube? Are you excited about that? Are you excited about just having some uh, uh, audio components on YouTube with some video in it versus just us doing shows? Maybe we'll do some supplemental, mater- supplemental material. Maybe Joseph and Jennifer and I will sit in front of some Star Wars collectibles and give our opinions and stuff, all right, like it's a vlog or something. Maybe we'll do that. We don't know. We're starting small. Uh, this is definitely more audio-based because I'm an old radio guy. you got to understand. I'm a radio guy. I don't... I don't, I'm comfortable showing my face. I, I do on Jedi Alliance. I do on Schmoes and Screen Junkies. But I also like just me, a microphone in a studio. And uh, Force Center will always kind of be mostly audio uh, until further. But again, YouTube coming up as well. Go on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. Guys, that is it. You go have a great week as a Star Wars fan. Take some time to celebrate and enjoy this wonderful thing. So until next time, may that force thing definitely always remain around you. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.